0: Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Jess is out today, but my good friend, Father Charles Murr is taking Jesse's place for today. Father Murr, thanks again for filling in for Jess this morning.
1: Terry, it's always a joy being with you.
0: Well, you know what? It's mutual. We're a mutual appreciation society here. Uh, And I want to just say, Father Murr, that uh, people can get any of your books. uh, And I want him to say, I want you to buy his books. And I'll tell you why, because his books tell a story and there's always a good moral to the story. And that is to bring us closer to Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. So go to uh, F- Father Murr. What's the best way to go to get your books? Well, they can, they can either
1: go to my website, which is www.charlesmurr.com.
0: Okay. I'd recommend or or,
1: or on Amazon. Yeah. I'd rather go to your book.
0: directly on your website. Father Murr, we've got a, a great show ahead of us. I'm going to be, uh, playing a, a a soundtrack from uh, Bishop Joseph Strickland, a real bishop. When you hear what he's willing to do uh, at, for his church, I say, where are all the other bishops? Okay, so this is lay 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 down his
1: life for a sheep. Yes, that's willing to do this? Yeah,
0: yeah What an what an amazing what a novelty. Yeah, novelty. A bishop, it Used huh? to be standard operating policy. All right, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about the sound of freedom, it's defying the naysayers with a five million. Tickets sold, $50 million in receipts, blowing people away. And I have something from Jim Caviso that we're going to play on the third segment that he calls out everybody in the world from the church to the state and, and says, look, we all need to turn to Christ. And I thought, wow, a layman doing something that maybe, well, not maybe, clergy should be doing, but they're not doing it. So that's one thing. Also, good to know file. Archbishop Vigano was restored to Twitter after public outcry. I thought this was good. Again, you see how pushback helps everybody? He shouldn't Absolutely. you know, this is it. And then here's some more bad news. I keep telling you good mm-hmm. news of states in Maine, pro LGBT governor signs law allowing cross sex hormones for minors without parental consent. Kinda of like California. I mean, this is uh an odd thing that's going on. It's wicked. It's sinister, yes. But it's odd because if you would have told me when I was a kid some parents were going to do that to their kids, I would have said, what? what?
1: what? Those what? parents would, you know very well, Terry, those parents would have been carted away that, yeah. the, that same
0: day. Exactly. Yeah. One Your more. Kids would have been
1: taken away from them.
0: One more good-to-know file. This is someone, we need to pray for our shepherds, and we do that every Thursday here at our chapel. But Cardinal supich He's making a comment about the German synodal way, uh, saying that these German bishops are doing a great job. And uh, I just go, wow, half a million Germans leave the Catholic Church? Are you kidding me? And that's a good job? I I really question some of our cardinals. This is the same cardinal that I know people don't like to call by name, but I think we have to call it by name for two reasons, Bishop uh, Father Amur. Number one is you pray for that bishop when he does something stupid like saying, you know, the Eucharistic revival the Bishop's Conference wants to put on. He's saying, you know, Eucharistic adoration. This is but Cardinal Supage saying it's useless. There's no need for it. Okay? That's someone I need to pray for before our Eucharistic King to have him convert because he at his exit interview, I'm sure that's going to come up. Why didn't you want to lead people to Jesus in the Eucharist, Cardinal? And out of charity, we pray for people like that. So I'm I'm obviously not a Cardinal Supage fan but that doesn't mean I can't pray for him because when he does stupid things, and that's stupid to not encourage people to do Eucharistic adoration, that's not part of the what the Catholic Church is all about. So I'll put him in file 13 and pray for him. All right, Bishop Strickland. I keep Bishop. Father Charles Murr, let's get the, uh, the gospel read, which is Matthew chapter 10. This is very appropriate for today's show. Uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 34 and on. Go ahead, Bishop, Father. Sure.
1: Um, I just had it. Here we, here we are. The Lord be with you yeah, with and with spirit. your spirit. The Holy Gospel of Jesus Christ according to Saint Matthew. Glory to, Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, do not think that I have come to bring peace mm. upon earth. I have come to bring not peace, but the sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And one's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me. And whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Whoever receives a prophet because he is a prophet. Will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man. Will receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives Only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink because he is a disciple. Amen, I say to you, he will surely not lose his reward. When Jesus finished giving these commands to his 12 disciples, he went away from that place to teach, to preach in their towns. The gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Well, there you are.
0: Yeah. Thank <laughs> there you, you are. There Father, you are. Father Father Murr, I want to hear something that, that what what struck me, and I'm just gonna tell you you tell me if I'm on to something. What struck me is that when you preach the gospel, not only will the world take aim at you, but many times our own family. Am I on to something?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I can tell you this, Terry, and I don't think it comes as as any surprise, certainly, it doesn't come as a surprise to you,, yeah. and it won't come to us as a surprise to many of our listeners. but some of the most difficult times in my life that I've had have come from the clergy,
0: yeah you think
1: I've come from have come from my own family yeah this is exactly what Christ is saying mm-hmm. uh, uh, this is it, yeah, and uh. I guess what we have to just remember and keep in in mind always is that the way the world treated Christ is the way the world is going to treat us. It's not going to treat us better than it treated him. Mm. This is just not going to happen. And uh, I think sometimes, especially for a lot of of, uh, men who came into the priesthood, especially, uh, thinking that it was a marvelous vocation, which it is. Yeah. A marvelous place to be, in that people were going to admire you and respect you. <laughs> well, very few do. Yeah. The majority of the world hates you.
0: Yep,
1: hates you. I can't tell you how many times I've been spit upon, <laughs> uh, pushed, pushed, and, and shoved, and knocked down. Wow! Because I'm just because I'm a priest. Sure. I, I, yes, really, truly. Crazy. So, I mean, you know, yes. The, there are there are people who can't stand the sight of anything that that. uh, that might smell of incense.
0: Yeah, I get it. You know, a good friend of mine, Franciscan, who used to be a bouncer, is a big Franciscan guy. He, uh, many years ago, right after the uh, ch- the abuse crisis in the church, it was about 2005, coming to a family conference. He gets off the plane, and a gentleman looks at this priest dressed in his habit. He says, you know what I think, a priest? He said, no. And he spat on him. And uh fa- father went yeah. like this. He knocked. He wiped it off his forehead where the guy spat on him. And said okay that's for me when was the last time you went to confession dude what and it struck him and the grace was there he took him aside in the in the airport and i know you've done the same very same thing someone at an airport and you've got they've heard you've heard their confession so the point i'm making is he said that was for me i get that but i want to i'm what about your soul dude i want to get you right with god i'm 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 okay with taking abuse i'm because our Lord took it, I'm I'm supposed to be another Christ. So I say this because this is the world we're in today.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And if and if I can be permitted just yeah. to turn that a little bit in one direction, absolutely. That that fear that a lot of a lot of men that I know who are priests have of of appearing as a priest in public. Is the same fear that they have, even when they're officially representing the priesthood in public, they're afraid to speak. Wow. They're afraid to speak. So it's not just to the world, it's also we're afraid to speak to our own, in our own house, those of our own house. Is it
0: it possible that Monsignor William Smith used to say this about priests, single men, you know, celibate men, they all want to be liked. And there's an element. oh well, look, Terry. Who doesn't, doesn't
1: want to be liked? Yeah, Everybody wants to be liked, right?
0: Right. Right. And this is why. But, but
1: but but we'd like we'd like to be liked, and we'd like not to have any of the hassle. Yeah. Of not being liked. There
0: you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room real quick, if we can. Archbishop Sheen. Oh, Sheen ahead. We got a lot of evil going on in the world. Here's what Bishop Sheen says: The evil which God permits must not be judged by its immediate effects. But rather, by its ultimate effects, when you go to a theater, do you not walk out because you see a good man suffering in the first act? You give the dramatist credit for the plot. why can't you Why cannot you do that much with God? I think what I'm hearing right now is we've got a lot of evil going on, but God's going to bring good out of it and I, and I can see that it's starting to come even now, and when we come back from the Break Father Murr, we're going to play Archbishop, uh, Bishop Joseph Strickland's uh, show at the beginning of a show and show what good can come from a bishop who actually believes that he is the successor of the apostle and he has a mission to teach, govern, and sanctify. Stay with us, family. You're listening to The Terry and Jesse Show. Father Charles Murphy sitting in for Jesse Romero. You won't want to miss what we have when we come back with Bishop Joseph Strickland, America's bishop. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Father Charles Murr sitting in. I'll never forget uh, when I first started interviewing Bishop Joseph Strickland, probably four or five years ago now. And I go, wow, this is amazing. This bishop is like refreshing to hear him speak about the deposit of faith and about truth doesn't change and just perennial teachings and quoting the Holy Father, quoting the lives of the saints. I mean, just good stuff. Well, recently... And why I'm bringing this up on the Taryn Jesse show is because I want our listeners to tune in once a week to Bishop Strickland's show. We had, uh, believe it or not, in a 14-day period for all of our shows on YouTube, over 2 million views. So we're starting to—we're not the big league. Amazing. But it's it's enough. A couple million people watching this stuff, that tells me something, Father. Thank you, Jesus. That's what it says. So on this week, Bishop Strickland, on Tuesday, when you hear it tomorrow, he's going to— He talks about, I'm willing to suffer martyrdom for defending the truths of the Catholic faith. And uh, he he makes some comments about the 500,000 Germans that have left the Catholic Church, and he's very critical about Brother Bishops, and I think this is one of the reasons he's in trouble, so we should continue to pray for him. We now have a t-shirt that says, I support Bishop Strickland, and we've got little badges being put together where you can wear a three-inch badge that says the same thing on our website at uh, vmvirginmostpowerfulradio.org's website. So I want to play this clip of about 3 minutes and then ask yourself, wow, this is a catholic bishop today in 2023. Where's he's an anomaly. Well, he is, but I want you to pray for him because he is being persecuted. The gospel talked about that right inside. So Mr. Engineer, let's play the uh, opening of one of his shows. Welcome to the bishop Strickland Hour. My name is Terry Barber. I'm with Virgin Most Powerful Radio, and I'm too blessed to be stressed, and I'm too anointed to be disappointed because I have my hope in Jesus Christ. Bishop Strickland, thanks for coming each week to do one thing, to introduce us to the person of Jesus Christ.
2: Thanks, Terry. It's a blessing to be able to work with you.
0: Oh, it's an honor for my part. I wanted to talk about your tweets, but I wanted to mention something. I've been accused of being a, ra- a trad trad, trad in the sense that um, they they say things because I believe in the perennial teachings of the church. I uh, I, I mean I don't think I'm uh, some extreme person because I believe what the word of God teaches and uh, what the church has always taught. But I wanted to ask you, um, does that upset you in the sense that when people start p- making labels, even people high in the officials in the church saying things that that are just like, well, that's not me or that's not. Uh, that just seems to be labeling people. What, what are your thoughts on that topic?
2: Well, I agree, Terry, because you hear rad trad. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, I mean, they accuse me of being a rad trad. And I'm not sure exactly what the definition of rad trad is. But all I talk about is Catholicism. Yeah. As I say, I read the catechism out loud. Right. And they use these things to shoot people down. right? Because the people that are using the language of rad trad, it's like, do you believe in the Catholic faith or not? Amen. And a lot of them are saying, oh, the scripture needs to change or the catechism needs to be changed or we've developed beyond this. The truth doesn't develop into some new entity because the truth is Jesus Christ and that's all I care to talk about is who he is and the light that he brings to the world. So these labels are just ways of shutting people down and, you know, they want to shut us down, but the truth will not be shut down, just like, I mean, it, it, it's as simple as, how did this church begin? Yeah. It began, began with a man from Nazareth, who they began to understand, like St. Peter, he's much more than just a man. I mean, St. Peter professed our faith, mm-hmm. you are the son of God. And when <clears throat> they tried, they killed him on a cross, they thought we got rid of this Jesus problem. It didn't work. He rose from the dead. And then when the church he started, they, I mean, in Acts chapter 5, they tell Peter and the other apostles quit using the name of Jesus. Did they stop? No. They kept on lovingly sharing this wondrous truth yep. that is that God has revealed to us through his son. I was thinking about we're celebrating today when this is being recorded. Yes. We're celebrating one of the great saints, St. Saint Irenaeus, Amen. bishop and martyr he was fighting the gnostics he was fighting heresy it really hasn't changed the labels change the tactics change but the 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 truth doesn't change no. and really the false messaging just doesn't change either jesus christ really wasn't god really wasn't man i mean all of these heresies just keep coming back but the truth continues as well and the truth is that jesus christ is truth incarnate, God's son, and he lived among us for 33 years. And I will die like Irenaeus if I have to yeah, for proclaiming his truth. I mean, Ignatius, Irenaeus, so many of the great martyrs that were threatened and they were told, be quiet or change your teaching or you're going to lose your life. They couldn't change their teaching. Neither can you and I. We can't do it. I mean, I don't expect to be martyred. It could happen, I guess. Anything could happen in this crazy world. But a, a bit of a white martyrdom is what we all have to be ready for.
0: Wow. You know, Father Murr, this is the same man who told me earlier in the show. He said, to be persecuted for speaking the truth is an honor. Every Christian should be willing to embrace he says, it is walking with Jesus Christ who is truth incarnate. If we know Jesus, it's easier to speak his truth no matter what forces oppose us. And I like this last line. The opposition is temporary. Jesus is forever. Your thoughts?
1: Beautiful. No, you know what just came to me uh while he was while he was talking yeah. was this the famous quote from uh Cardinal George of Chicago. Oh yes. Uh, who said? Who said this? I just found it. Yep. This is what I was scrolling. Yep. Uh, scrolling for, um, I expect to die in bed. This is Cardinal George. Yep. I expect to die in my bed. My successor will die in prison, and his successor will die a martyr in the public square. Wow. Right now, wow. Bishop Strickland is exactly is exactly uh, living that. He's living that. He's living that. I think he. I. I. The, the only problem is that I don't think. I don't think. That first part. I expect to die in bed. I don't think Bishop Strickland <laughs> thinks no. that applies to him. No, I think he's on on the second stage. Yeah. That he's, he's he's ready. He's ready and willing to die a martyr for the cause of truth. And this is this is fantastic. This is why everybody knows his name.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, because but- he's a, he's a real bishop.
0: Well, he, he also did a show a couple of weeks ago, and people can listen to it, Eight Modern Errors Every Catholic Should Know and Avoid. Yes. 45 50,000 views because he talks about things. I, I really think what he does for us, and I want to encourage folks to watch his show by going to vmpr.org and tune into his show. I know that um, other organizations pick up the show and they play it, and even radio stations play it, which I hope more and more do. But here's the bottom line. It's refreshing to hear a bishop speak about the eternal truths of our Catholic faith rather than, you know, um, you know recycling this plastic bottle. Okay, I'm all for it. I'm not going to throw it in the trash. I'll recycle it. I get it. But what's what's a bishop's job? To teach, to govern, and to sanctify. And Bishop Strickland understands that. And he's willing to call his brother bishops in charity to say, get on board, guys. What do we actually believe about the Eucharist? He said that at a bishop's conference. It's on YouTube. This man.
1: But he, but he, has, to, he, has, to, he has to remember one thing. What's that? Terry, Tell me. That they're never going to be on board with him.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's not, that's not going to happen. Nope.
1: That's not going to happen because, because the majority of us are always looking for our own good. Yeah. We're always looking for our own comfort. This is, we had a, we had a priest when I was in Tepatitlan, Jalisco working. Mm-hmm. We had a, a fantastic martyr, priest martyred during the persecution, Wow, Father Ubiarco, Father Ubiarco. Mm-hmm. There were about 20 priests in that town. And when they found out that the government troops were coming in, yes. 19 of them made their plans to go to Chicago, to Houston, to, <laughs> to, to get out and save their souls. And Father Ubiarco said to all of them, what in the world are you running away from? We have the chance, the opportunity, the great grace to be martyrs.
0: Yes, they, he believes, didn't he?
1: And you're running away from this. And they, of course, they did run away from it. He became a martyr. Yeah. This is this is going to always happen. Look, Saint John Fisher. We know Saint John Fisher because he was the only bishop in all of England who stood up to Henry the Eighth. What are the names? Of, give me the names of another bishop in England. No, that's it. And, and, Can't remember them. Right? No,
0: you're right and And for those this is, who, Bishop
1: Strickland Bishop Strickland is this unique man who's got who is standing by the truth, and he doesn't calculate whether it's good to stand by the truth, yeah. whether it's negative, whether this no it it is and that's what he's going to do yeah. that's why he's loved and respected.
0: I agree he doesn't put his finger up in the air and go, "Which way is the wind blowing no nope. right. he's going to speak the truth and he's, he's also willing to uh point out. That it's what Father just mentioned in 1532, John Fisher was the one who stood up to John, to Henry VIII about his second marriage and was willing to go and be a martyr for that. And on this show, if you listen to it, and you can go to vmpr.org to listen to all of his shows, he just says, you know what? Yeah, if I'm going to die a martyr, I'm I'm honored. He said, we have to become first century Christians. That's another theme of his his radio shows. And I, I would encourage again you. Know- you know, Terry,
1: you've got to laugh. I've got to laugh. All of the, all of these, all of these, the, the the crazies on the left. Yeah. Since the 1960s, and even before, but at least the 1960s have been talking about going back to the spirit of the primitive church. Yeah. Let's get to the primitive church. How did they? How did they worship? How did they? What did they do? The primitive church. The primitive church, not the Middle Ages. Nothing. Primitive church. Excuse me. The primitive church for two hundred and fifty, two hundred and eighty years was full of martyrs. Exactly, that's the primitive church. No,
0: you got Lord. it, and that's why I think he's not going to compromise. As I've said on our YouTube channel, full sheena heads YouTube channel, we've got a, a, a video from Pearl Harbor pointing out that there's a connection between John Fisher and Bishop Strickland, and I can see the connection. Nobody's going to know all these other bishops' names. Could be someday that it could be Saint Joseph Strickland because of what he's willing to do in a time when the church is in great need. I believe
1: you're absolutely right. I really believe you're right.
0: Oh, you me. know, and let me
1: let me say let me just say one other thing too. You've got a man right behind you, Fulton J Sheen. That's right. Right?
0: Yep.
1: One of the things that that struck me in one of his talks he said it always fascinated him and it always fascinated his audiences that little children could sit and would watch his program in silence parents got parents couldn't believe this parents couldn't believe that their seven-year-old their Mm -hmm. eight-year-old or their three-year-old you were one of them and and, and somebody said well what do you what do you how do you what do you attribute to that to and sheen said this he said children understand sincerity yep that maybe they're not getting the message they don't have the vocabulary what have you but they understand sincerity yeah and they're impressed with sincerity well I think that's exactly that's exactly what Strickland has yeah his sincerity is his is his truth truth that he's speaking and people know that people know that, hey, I, I, that. I I Terry I'm to t- to save my soul right now yeah I couldn't give you the names I couldn't give you the names of five American bishops.
0: I hear you when we come back downs names we'll talk about that movie with Jim Caviezel and much more. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Father Charles Burr. We're talking about Bishop Strickland. He's our friend. man. Remember, everybody, listen to this Bishop speak every week after the Terry and Jesse show on Tuesdays or just go to our website and you can hear all of his podcasters years of podcasts available. Father Murr, The Sound of Freedom defies naysayers with 5 million movie tickets sold. That's $50 million in receipts. You know, the the popularity of this important movie, which has pulled back the curtain on the global child sex trafficking industry, has humiliated the studios who refused to distribute the film on the grounds that no one would want to see it and that the secular critics who since its opening days have attempted to smear the movie as a QAnon conspiracy. Think about this, Father Murr. The movie at one time, the rights were owned by Disney, and Disney gave up those rights. And it was five years ago when this movie was supposed to go out, and it took five years of pulling teeth and and Mm -hmm. getting this into the theaters. I believe it. And there was so much opposition to it. And I, I will say publicly, like I said last week, that many of the people who are opposing it and trying to poo-poo it are involved in this child trafficking. I'm sorry to have to say that I, because it makes sense. They don't want this to get exposed. And so I wanted to play a clip from Jim Caviso. I think Jim Caviso as a layman is a great communicator about eternal truths of our faith. And he suffered greatly when he did the Passion of Christ back in 2003. The movie studios rejected him. He's a great, uh, you know, artist in the uh, as a, as in the theater, and he paid a terrible price. And I want him to tell us in his own words uh, what's going on in the world of the movie theaters, and also he uh, he addresses the weaknesses of even our Catholic Church for being too silent. So let's play the clip, Mr. Engineer.
3: There was a uh, California law just last night that um, didn't go through. Maybe, Steve, you know a little bit about it. Mel um, texted me this morning and said, what the heck is this? California law, which would have made it harder on pedos and traffickers, didn't go through. Biden, DOJ, removes international sex trafficking of minors as an area of concern. Uh, California passed a law that you can kill babies 28 days after they're born. Um, and I, I began this segment or last segment and saying that I saw that uh, billboard of Donald Trump where it says, They're not after me, they're really after you. I'm just in the way. Well, Americans. We we all have to start getting in the way. This is a good man, a great leader. Um, a man that is—he's um, like—he's um, like Patton. You know, some will say he's arrogant. Patton was not arrogant. He was confident, and he was something to be reckoned with. Would you want to have some patsy like Biden fight Hitler? Would you want that? No, you got a, a, a lion that you want to defang, that you want to take out his, uh, his uh, um, moral spine. And a lot of men in this country that do not have now because we've been emasculated for a long time. Um, I'd like to say to the politicians that have gone along with these laws, when you look at God someday, You will understand you had your chance. There's probably a little bit chance left for you to turn this around, but you probably won't because you're bought and paid for. You are the vermin of the highest disorder for what you've done to my Lord and Savior, to my Father in heaven, to my Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, and the Blessed Mother who bore that beautiful child. You are going to have something hell to pay for, for what you've done. Media, I'm not afraid of you at all. You Satan, that's right. You three-letter agencies that have gone along with this wickedness, that have torn these children from our mother's wombs. I'm talking, really, these are the wicked here, but there's another group of wicked, those that stand in the middle that do nothing, that allow this to a occur. And, you know, a a beautiful woman told me that you have the good and you have the evil, but in the middle you have the fence and the devil owns that fence and you're on top of it. You got to decide what you want. It seems that you don't want a republic anymore, that you don't want life, liberty in the pursuit of happiness. And you think like, oh, let Steve Bannon do it. Let let someone like Donald Trump do it. They'll take care of it for me. No, it's all going to be gone. Because God is going to put a wrath on this nation like you've never understood. There's going to be fire and brimstone on this earth like you've never seen. He's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah if he doesn't take care of what is happening here now. And you can kill the most innocent when he was in conception. You can first trimester, second, third trimester, partial birth abortion, now killing a baby. 28 days after it's born, my God, how, what is that for? Why, why would you, how does that save the mother's life? You know, or do you need the, the organs from that baby? Is that why you need it? Or the organ harvesting you don't want me to talk about? Or the adrenochrome, you elites, you elite leaders in this world. And understand America, there are leaders that you don't even know about that are controlling this whole world system. Those guys that I'm talking to right now, My Lord and Savior's coming after you, and I'm not afraid of you. I not remember this to the people out there. Don't be afraid of those that can kill you. Afraid, be terrified of those that can steal your soul. I'm just one screaming out from the desert here that God put me in this situation. Yeah, you could find a, a, a guy better to speak. I'm 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 concerned as as in a world what we're doing right now. God has allowed this movie to come out, a gift. He gave me a gift. It's not my gift. God gave this gift to me. It was from something that was he, when He spoke to me in a movie theater. You know, will you do this? Will you do this for me? I I I, I, I took that upon myself because I was like, man, this God loves me so much. And that he would do this for me, that he gave me a purpose. And I'm begging you. I'm, I'm begging you, church leaders. I'm, I'm begging you, Pope of the Roman Catholic Church. What are you doing? Why are you staying silent? Why won't you speak out? Men see you, and you're supposed to be the leader of the Roman Catholic Church, and you, you stayed silent. Don't you fear the Father in heaven? Don't you fear the Holy Spirit? Why won't you go back to Argentina? Why will they not accept you there? Are you a Rothschild Pope? Answer that. Talking to the people, my people, do you not fear God? Do you not know the devil? God could kill the devil without a glance. This beautiful God that's given us everything. He gave me this this talent that I have, but it's not mine. It's his, my life is not mine, it's his. I choose to be a slave to him. You made fun of the passion of the Christ. You made fun of that. You throw me out of this industry. So what?
0: Why doesn't he really tell me what he thinks? Father, you know, a layman going out and talking about the politics, politicians. He's talking about the movie industry. He's going right after the Holy Father. Now, again, I think it's more than just silence. I I think that um, we as lay people are wanting the Pope to confirm us in our faith, not water down the faith, okay? That's what I would have added to that. But I, I respect Jim Caviezel. Because he's passionate about it, because he's given his life over to Christ, like all of us should, and now he's seeing people who are supposed to be, you know, followers of Christ watering down and just looking the other way. So I, I just wanted people to hear him speak from his heart. What were your thoughts, Father
1: Terry? What uh, I would add to that, what I think Jim is seeing, yes, when he's looking at the clergy from from. Deacons and deacons, priests, mm-hmm. monsignori, bishops, all the way, cardinals, yeah. all the way to the pope himself, are people who are—they're uh, bought and paid for. Yeah. We are also—we also have people who are bought and paid for.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, it's not just a question of silence. I would go one step further, and I think Jim would agree with me yeah. on this too. If you were here to to agree, it's not that they're remaining silent. This goes beyond silence. These are people who are speaking and doing. We don't know what they're saying exactly because it's behind closed doors an awful lot of it, but a lot isn't. We hear what they're saying. We we, we can get a general idea, but they're acting and they're speaking. They're doing. It's not that they're not doing. They're acting and they're not acting. They're not acting as, as, let me put it lightly, they're not acting as Christians, as followers of Christ yeah well i, I that, think I think he spoke very well. I yeah. think he spoke very well uh just just this the only The only issue I have with him is the silent issue yeah, they're not silent no they're, they're not. silent they're for us we don't hear them, yeah but they're speaking believe me
0: and this is why I say we need to pray for our church leaders, and in addition canon two twelve let them know our needs and our needs are to confirm us in our faith, and I think of this. I, I just stop I stop preaching. This is what is on almost every church. I hear this idea that there's no need to repent to be a member of our church. Oh, that's, I, nonsense. That's,
1: that's nonsense. That's 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 absolute nonsense. Yeah. You know what? Why it's nonsense? Because Christ never said that.
0: Right. The path into our church is not this acceptance. It's conversion. Christ calls every one of us. And let's just be honest about it, Father. I go to confession a couple times a month why because i know i'm a sinner if i didn't think i was a sinner I, I wouldn't go think about how many confessions are being heard in the world of catholicism today it's gone way down why because we haven't been convicted that we're a sinner when we come back we'll talk more about jim Caviso's movie and also more about the solutions in the church to bring you closer to jesus christ and his bride the church stay with us family Great. Welcome back
3: to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888 526 2151. Now,
0: here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Father Charles Murph sitting in for Jess Romero. We're talking about Sound of Freedom, the movie with Jim Caviso. He just gave us a rounding uh, we'll talk about what the meaning and purpose of life and how we have to stand up for Christ. But I wanted to make a connection that I think and I'm, I'm my 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 phone is going nuts right now, uh because people are commenting about what you just said and what Jim said. uh I wanted to mention a connection that talks about the border. We know that child child trafficking the most most of the business comes from Mexico. now it's worldwide, but they're the biggest producers of child uh sex pornography and all that stuff for children, and America is the biggest consumer. And it was difficult to get these children across the border last time, the last president we had with Trump because he was tightening the border. And I think there's a connection when we want to have a loose border where there is no border so that they can take these children and abuse them much more easily by bringing them in from Mexico into America. And I talked to a couple people about this who know the things on border control. I said, oh, yeah, yeah. This is why we have to have the border open, because it's good for that kind of business. They can just bring the kids across and not have any big issues. But Father Murr, on the positive side, how can I have a positive side? We talked about what... Folk yeah, that, that, that's, that's Terry, that's what I'm with. Well, uh, give me the positive okay, side of this. Exactly. Remember what Bishop Sheen talked about, the evil that God allows to go on. People say, well, how could there be a God when... Look at the evil that's taking place with Hitler or with, you know, the child uh, sex trafficking. You know, you see the movie and you go, wow, this is horrible that this is going on and God allows it. Well, I think we have to get back to this perspective, more of a philosophical view of God of uh, life. And that, really, that philosophical view, everybody's wanting to call me today right? I'm on the air. And that philosophical view is that um, we see... Uh, that any evil that can come into this life it's how we respond to it and responding positively in the sense of uh of seeing it as an opportunity for us to see the evil and do good and and then we see the heroicness of people like a Bishop Strickland or a Jim Caviso in in seeing evil. And so you, you go back to the concentration camps. You see evil. You gave an example of a priest in Mexico out of 20 priests. One priest said, I'll stay and be martyred because I, w- I want to stand up for Christ and I'm willing to lay my life down for my sheep. It just seems that nothing's changed. It seems like it always continues. The more things change, the more things are the same. Father Murr, your thoughts?
1: Yes. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Look, First of all, well, you hit a couple points, yeah. And let me let me let me go back and and uh, just address it quickly. Sure. If anybody thinks if anybody thinks that the that child sex uh, business is not a real business, yeah. and is not thriving, oh, yeah. that person is incredibly naive. Oh, big time. And let me and let me just say something else. Tell me. The Mexican cartels, the drug cartels, yeah. the, the Sinaloa, Guadalajara, mm-hmm. the new generation. These are the people who are uh, who are running our borders. They're, they're in control of literally, our borders, not literally. the United yep. States government. Right. Our, our government has, has decided to back off and let these people do what they're doing. We keep talking about Mexico supplying uh, drugs to the United States. I understand that, yes, and it's not good. Excuse me. Who's buying these drugs?
0: Who's using them?
1: We are. Who's using them? Yep. What is the matter with people? Yep. I mean, th- yes, these are real things. Let me just tell you one other. It's it's not a quick story, but it's a good story I to what to you're hear. talking about. Evil. All right. Many years ago, won't say where, or when I was traveling, and I happened upon uh, uh, an, an orphanage. Not it wasn't my orphanage, it was another orphan. Got it. And uh, we went into the 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 the, the uh, cuarta de cuna, the, the cradle room, they called where they had babies. And one of there was a nun there, I remember her name, Sister Serafin. She brought me to one of the cribs, and there was a child in the crib who was six or seven. Maybe eight months old. Mm-hmm. His head was this big. Oh no! I, I wish I could remember. I wish I could remember the the exact name. Uh, it, there's a there's a there's a, a name for that for that this disorder disease. Yes, right. I, exactly, yeah. exactly. All right. His body was this big. Yeah. The head was twice as big.
0: Terrible.
1: And the eyes just kept rolling back and forth. And he's got tubes coming in, tubes going out. And I looked down at this at this baby. His name was Jeffrey. I'll never forget it. And do you know sometimes, Terry, tell me, you when you're thinking something and you don't realize that you've actually said it? Yes. It it comes out. I've done it. Yes. I'm looking at this kid, and I said the following. I could, I can't believe I was ashamed of myself for saying it. I said how could God permit such a thing? Yeah. And it came out. And I said, why would God permit such a thing? Mm -hmm. Why would God do this? Let it happen. Why? Mm -hmm. And this little nun next to me, and she wasn't trying to be cute and she wasn't trying to be sarcastic or witty or anything else. She just looked right at me with all sincerity. And she said, why did God Make this child so that I could become a saint.
0: Yeah. Wow, she nailed it.
1: Right. So that I could become a exactly. saint. Exactly. I go, I go, I go back to the gospel. Do you remember what they said? They said to our Lord, why was this man born blind?
0: Yes, was it his parents' sin? Go ahead. Was it the
1: parents' sin, parents. grandparents' sin? Why was he born blind? And what was the answer? So that the glory of God could be seen in your midst. That's right. Recover your sight. Well said. That's why it was born.
3: So
0: world why world. do we
1: have all of these troubles in the world so yeah. that people do something about them? Yeah. Not be complacent yeah. and do nothing.
0: That's the answer. You just nailed it. Wow. Father Murr, again, bottom line for all of our listeners who are like disappointed, that's a soft word, in how our church is operating right now uh, in the sense of giving a weak gospel message. But let's talk about personal holiness. Tell us about why, you know, that universal call to holiness that the Second Vatican Council talked about. Why is our individual sanctification so important, not just for us, but for the entire church?
1: Well, you know, you said it to me a couple times in conversations that we've had off the air. On Judgment Day, which is going to happen as soon as I die, there's going to be an individual judgment. Yep. Uh, our Lord isn't going to say to me, you know, Charles, uh, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Why didn't you do this with it? Do you think I'm going to be able to get anywhere with him saying, well, you know, because Pope Francis didn't do this yeah, or, or my Bishop didn't say that or the, are you kidding? Yeah. That's they're not they're, they're not even going to be into they're not even in the shuffle. Exactly. They're not even going to be there. Well, so I, and, and, and anyway, yep. I am going to be I'm responsible for me. And this is a time right now. I know these are awful times in the church. I know that I I'm a devout Catholic. I live them. I'm terribly frustrated myself. I hate the times we're going through. OK, mm-hmm. I, I, I these are detestable times. Yeah. However, however, they are the times. This is the hand I was dealt right and you were dealt this is it so we deal with it we've also got to remember something else too terry if i could
0: sure we got time
1: we're 2000 years old you and i are 2000 years old as catholics right right mm-hmm. we've gone through an awful lot in our history and anyone who thinks not is not a student of history all you have to do is start investigating reading get on youtube listen to the history of the church that What the church has gone through over these centuries is incredible. Absolutely. We're just experiencing one little hard time right now. Mm -hmm. One hard time. We'll get through it. Oh, yeah. We'll get through
0: it. And again, uh, it's so important that we frequent the sacraments. I remember chatting with people who called me last week saying I'm having these issues in my life. And I asked them, I said, are you practicing your faith? And they'll say, oh, yeah. I said, well, when was the last time you went to Mass? I think it was Christmas. And I said, Well, that's not practicing your faith. I said, when was the last time you went to confession? I can't remember. It's been a long time. I said, Well, listen, mm. what you need to do is I want you to get, and I gave him times where he should go, get the confession, and start living a sacramental life and not live a life according to the unholy Trinity, me, myself, and I. So I mm. encouraged him to do that. And I'm going to encourage all of us, including myself, uh, to go to confession on a regular basis spend time before our Eucharistic King, praying, be holy or die trying. Uh, Father Murr, would you mind, uh, could you give us your blessing in Latin? I, I know the devil hates Latin, and I know you're, you're very familiar with, you know, uh, saying the prayers in Latin. I'd like you to give us a blessing Absolutely. for all of our listeners, please.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Dominus Vobiscum, et cum spiritu Tuo. Benedicat Omnipotens Deus, Pater et Filius et Spiritus Sanctus. Amen. Thank God bless you, Terry Barber. Thank you. Stay Father. well.
0: God love you too. And and stay strong in the faith. I, yeah. And if Thank Father Murr was Jesse, I'd say, Father Murr, but I'm going to say to him, Father Murr, what state should we be living in? I know you're not in the any state city. of sanctifying grace. That's it. And, and I just want to remind everybody we only have two more weeks of our classes on the Baltimore Catechism, number four. If you want to get some good catechesis, go to Full Sheena Head's YouTube channel. And you can see us, we're teaching right from Bishop Sheen's Life is Worth Living and the Baltimore Catechism, and we're giving people the Life of Christ audio recordings. It's free. But here's what it's going to do for you. It's going to ground you in your faith. This isn't a time to be weak in your faith because you're going to fall if you're not really deep in your faith because you're going to see things from a what I call a natural view, not a supernatural view. And this is important for us, and so I want to encourage you to watch that on our YouTube channel. Also, I want to thank everybody who's been supporting us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. If you give $25 a month, what do I give back to you? The Catholic faith. Mr. Sheen, Scott Hahn, all the good recordings I've done over the last 30, 40 years, you download them, and you can get formed on Bible studies, all kinds of catechesis, because this isn't the time to sit back and let it all happen. No, it's a time to be proactive. I encourage you to be proactive in studying your faith, living your faith, and knowing your faith. If you can do that, that would be a great thing. Remember what Our Lady of Fatima said, souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. I have a woman cleaning our church right now. She's doing it without the air conditioning. Why? Because she wants to offer that for the salvation of souls. God will take that whether you're four years old or 104 Make every action like a blank check. Give it to Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. Thanks again for joining us, and I hope you now stay tuned to the Bishop Strickland Hour every Tuesday after the Terry and Jesse Show. God bless you.